Hey guys, welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Uh, Don here. Um, I'm going to share another little uh, five-minute segment from a lecture from Paul Habro. I really love the way he explains things about um, shockwave, and specifically, he's, he's talking in this section about doing shockwave, but also the importance of finding the root cause of the problem and working on that. So for example, uh, plantar fasciitis, if it's a tightness somewhere else or insufficiency or a weakness, uh, something else like that. So using kind of shockwave, but also kind of his thoughts on this. Once again, I'm going to put a link underneath here about uh, Paul's website and as well, um, I'm going to put my patient presentations link because that's where I have uh, kind of all this explanation out and I use these for my patients every single day when I when I do shockwave. Okay, hope this is helpful. Uh, uh, please let me know. Uh, send me an email down at podiatrypracticemastery.com. Thanks. So everything starts with the foot. So the podiatrist among us will be lo loving hearing this, but I like to really assess this person because what I always say about shockwave therapy and EMTT, let's just call it generically shockwave for now, is that that is going to help you fix your pathology. But there was a reason that that pathology came along in the first place. And that would usually be a biomechanical insufficiency, a reduction in strength, one-sidedness, whatever you want to see. So unless I know what it is that I'm actually treating and why the treatment needs to be done, then that person's coming back to me in a few months' time going, it's come back again, I need more shockwave. And if I've got that person on a piece of elastic pinging back in to my clinic all the time, that's not really that good for my reputation. And I think you build your reputation over a number of years and you can break it in seconds. So I need to know the why. And you've always got to understand the why. Why has this thing started? So I can treat your plantar fasciopathy, no problem at all. I'd say we're easily north of the 82% success rate that people like Professor Rompe have discussed. And if you're treating it really well, then I think you know we're probably into the 90s in my clinic. So, why is that? And Carson made a really good point. A scalpel, yeah, it's a pretty simple tool, it cuts stuff. But in, in a child's hand, or, or in a nasty person's hand, that could be deadly. In a good surgeon's hand, that can save lives, right? So, you look at shockwave, and you know you hear people go, oh, it's not difficult to use, I can use it in 10 seconds. That's what you think about what results maybe you get, and other people, maybe your competitors get when they use the shockwave. And when we come to do the practical sessions later, which is all going to be you getting hands-on and us watching, Elisa's basically physically going to come and tie our hands behind our back so we don't start getting involved. Think about learning the trick of the trade. Think about the scalpel and make sure you're using this correctly. Because if I treat a plantar fasciopathy, I'm pretty sure that I can make that person better. In fact, I'd be prepared to put a fair amount of money on the fact I can make that person better. But if I haven't worked out that their left sacroiliac joint is not working very well and that's making them overload their right plantar fascia, and by the way, they've now got slight scoliosis in the lumbar spine, so they're now dropping the left shoulder and now they're getting neck pain here because the scalenes have all tightened up on the left side. If I don't look at that and fix all of that, that plantar fasciitis is coming back again and again. It's going to get worse and it's going to get worse. There'll be more scar tissue in there. It's going to be more difficult for me to fix. So. Because I want to maintain the reputation, I've got to do all this stuff to figure out the why. So, where does it all fit in? Here again, co-treating. This is a patient, so what day is it today? Saturday. I was treating this rugby player on Wednesday of this week, and I said, do you mind if I take a picture? You're not going to have many clothes on, but I won't put your face in the picture. Yeah? Um, and, and so just to show that you can actually do these treatments at the same time. 
So what we have in our hand is a healing accelerator. 40 to 50% faster if you look at studies like Moen and Zisler and stuff like that. Athletes will want and need to train. So if you've got someone that's training all the time, and I never say to one of my runners, you can't run. I say you're a big adult, you're a big boy, big girl. Now I'm not going to say you can't run. <coughs> what I am going to say is if you run on this, it's going to take X longer to heal, but that's up to you. Because the minute I say to them, don't run, what is the first number one thing they're going to do within 10 minutes of leaving my clinic? They're going to go and run. And if they then defy me in that first very moment, they're going to defy me and lying to me for the rest of the time. So I flip it back onto them and go, sure, you can go for running. You can go running if you want. You can go do hill reps, but I'm not going to successfully treat this Achilles tendon problem for you. And we're just going to be here for ages and actually do go running because you're going to have to keep coming and see me for a lot longer and I'm going to earn a lot more money. So actually, I think it's a great idea. I think you should go running. Yeah? So, but if we can speed up the healing, then we can speed up their return to play. Then we can get them back running. And if we give them a plan that says, I expect you to be able to do five minutes on, two minutes off, times five in two weeks, how does that sound? But if you go running in between time, that's going to be three minutes on, three minutes off in six weeks. Which one do you want to do? And so we give them an option, we give them plans. Yeah? Always find alternative training options. So it's no good saying you can't run, which I never do, but I've got to say, but let's go aqua jogging, let's get on the Alter G, let's do other things, let's get you moving. Because once they've got a plan they can follow, their coach is happy, they're happy, and by the way, they get better quicker. And they will never tell you they went for a run. Did you run since last week? No. No. <laughs> the sweat, the, the dead gaze where they just don't look away, just don't look away. Yeah? Um, pain relief's a problem, as I said before, they're going to get off. Coach feels great, physio's done a great job, let's get cracking, I'll be at the track in five. Yeah? So they need to understand that. And as I said before, EMT opens up the cells, radial pressure wave restores muscle function, and focus shock wave heals the pathology. That's a basic program, but stick with me.